Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. That's what you get when you do your own couponing. Um, where is my file here? Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 154 for October 17th. 2018. My name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, is Tim Sway and the handsome Bill Lutz. I usually give like a little uh, intro about who we are and what we are. Uh, well, not usually, but we ought to be doing that. Uh, so this is a podcast about making, specifically with reclaimed, recycled, reused, all that retalk. And we do it from a perspective of three different guys from three different places in life. I'm the white-collar guy, Tim, uh, Bill is the blue-collar guy, and Tim is the no-collar guy, or plaid, I guess, if there's a funeral. So, that's what we do. <laughs> Thanks for... It's kind of it's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, and how we always start is by listing off our top Patreon supporters, and this week they are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer. He said something funny online this week, so he gets one. He gets an enthusiastic Paul Jackman. The boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, John Made It, Barry Custom, Creator Nader, and Gangy and Pop Pop Makerspace. That was a mouthful. Nice. That was a mouthful. Boys, what are we working on? What's going on on the old benchy bench? Bill, how about you? What's up? I am turning uh, a retail shelf I built five years ago. And um, for the new salon, those retail shelves, because I'm making different retail shelves, so I'm going to repurpose these retail shelves into a room divider, so to speak. So it will house... Uh, towels for the shampoo bowl, upside down bottles of shampoo so they're ready to squirt when you squeeze them, um, and and uh, a plant stand that held bamboo uh, stalks to kind of uh, as a window dressing is going to be kind of the privacy part of the divider. It's kind of hard to explain, but I'm I'm in the middle of repurposing stuff from the first salon that will go into the new salon. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I saw pictures of it. It has like the X in the middle for the towels. Yeah, they wanted like a basically a wine rack yeah. for the towel. You know, they'll roll the towels up as opposed exactly. to fold them, and they'll stick them in the in the X's like a wine oh, rack. Yes. yes. Mm. Yeah, and then they're I'll, gonna make like doves doves out of them, swans, chickens, monkeys. Uh, yeah, well, that's what I was gonna I was gonna ask you guys. Do you know any origami towel folding specialists in our community that might be interested in teaching uh, hairstylists how to fold towel? No. You have to learn that from Royal Caribbean. Oh. Yeah. It's good. Every time I I've see. been on a cruise, they're the people you walk back in and like there's like a monkey hanging from the mirror from your towel or there's like a, I don't know, a goose on your bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, Full disclosure, that's I've only ever been on one cruise. I just wanted to sound like a big shot there. That almost sounded like a hunting expedition. No, it's, they're all towel-based animals. Phil's so Safari fairly. Adventure. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. 
Tim, what about you? What's uh, what are you working on? <clears throat> um, I had my guitar show on Sunday, right down the street from here. So it was like kind of my first time doing anything like that, and uh, it was it was good. I I sold two guitars, which is great selling any. You know, I mean, I was hoping to sell all of them, of course. You know, I didn't want to sell none of them. Two was like kind of like I gotta sell at least two, you know, and I did, so I, I felt successful. I was bummed that there was a third that I thought was gonna sell, but uh, we couldn't we couldn't come together on price. I was willing to let him go cheap, but the guy was just too cheap. I was like, yeah, you don't deserve this. So, but um, the the only problem is I, I I yeah. bought a guitar uh, as well. So now no, I, I noticed that guitar sold two, um, but came home with it. what? So what is that's an acoustic? Is it yes? Well, it's an arch top guitar. It's an old. I have a an affinity for the old kind of cheap harmony guitars, right? Um, the NKs. What they what they were post World War II guitars. When the guys got back from World War II, like they all had like they all wanted motorcycles and to play guitar. That was like, like you know, it was like, hey, we're alive. We just survived this craziness. Like they wanted to like live their life. And so there were a lot of these guitars were made for like Sears and department stores. These Ks right. and these harmonies. And so they're inexpensive guitars, but they're made in America. And, and they were just fantastic guitars, and they've held up over the years, and uh, they have this sort of place in a lot of people's hearts, mine included. Uh, and I've, I have a couple of my own. Like my, the first guitar I learned on was a child-size uh, harmony guitar that Vance still plays, and it's the same paint scheme as this arch top that I've, I've wanted one of these. I have an electric version of, of that guitar, that, like, uh, but I wanted the full-body arch top acoustic version, and uh, the guy had it across like two booths down, had it for a decent price, and uh, and so I was like, well, if I sell a guitar, I'm buying that. <laughs> so the answer to my original question is yes, it's an acoustic. It's an acoustic arch top. Okay, yes. and then I also noticed that the pick guard is actually covering up one of the f holes. Is that on purpose, or was that like an afterthought? Like did somebody add that? Mm. It's kind of the way they did it. That was that's the the original uh, design. Okay, uh, but this one has a new fingerboard and frets in it and stuff, so it's all plays really nice. A nice. lot of they, a lot of them got warped and garbagey over the years, but uh, yeah, so that's you know. That was my senseless purchase. Um, but I, there was a lot of things. Like, I had my little booth set up that I was very proud of until I got there and I actually worked in it for six hours and had people <laughs> coming and going. And there's a lot of things I didn't like about it. And um, so this this guitar show comes around again in Connecticut in April, and I will probably do it. And then I'm thinking about doing some other guitar shows. But I'm going to do a whole different uh, setup next time. I, I've, like, I've learned a lot, and, uh, and I'm ready to move on with it. Um, you know, it's too early to tell whether it's worth doing them frequently or not. But, uh, you know, I'm going to do another one to find out. So that was uh, it was exciting, you know. That sounds like it would be fun. Yeah. Oh, and I met a guy there. He didn't have a booth. He was just walking around. And, um, like, the one, like, I'm still buying pickups, you know, and using guitar pickups. And eventually I want to wind my own. But I just have too many other things going on to get into that. And I started talking to the student. He handed me his card. And he was like, yeah, I wind pickups. And very reasonable prices. He uses a lot of used equipment. Or use materials in them. Like mm. he'd take up like old broken pickups, he re- remakes them and stuff. And uh, so I was talking with him about, oh yeah, you know, I want to do this and that. And we we're talking. Then we started talking laser cutters. I was like, yeah, I have one. I was like, he's like, oh, he's like, you're halfway there. You can make the parts. And I was like, what if I make the parts out of reclaimed materials and I mail them to you or send them to you? He's about an hour away. You know, uh, can you make pickups out of you know my reclaimed parts and stuff? He's like, yeah. And then it's like even less money because you know I'm just paying him to make them. So I'm super excited about that because now that was one of the big things I wanted next to my guitars was a unique pickup, and uh, I found my I found my guy. 
That's awesome. That's so, that's worth the price. Just of that alone, right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly. Just like if um this guy, he's he's pretty chill. He's a pretty cool guy. He has similar tastes. He likes the same types of things as me, you know, guitar wise and stuff. So, so I'm looking forward to doing some more work with him. That's awesome. How about you, Phil? Terrific. Yeah. I uh, I just got back a few hours ago from North Carolina. Right. How was oh, your meetup? How was Mike Laffey? Huge, huge, huge shout out to Joe Pierce. Awesome dude. We had a fun bro night. We played pool. We drank some beers. We talked making. We had a great, great time. Teeny, teeny, tiny shout out to Mike Laffey for making me feel horrible (laughs) about not reaching out to him. And then when I did, he couldn't make it. So, Oh, that's awesome. Again, yeah. worth the price of admission. That's got to be next week's topic. Worth the price of admission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, but we uh, we tried to connect. It didn't work. And uh, I'll be back in April. No worries. I'm always in, I'm always in, uh, in High Point twice a year anyway. So, But, uh, th- I mean, the biggest problem was we were supposed to have, like, a, f- a bunch of other guys coming to this meetup, but uh, there was no power. And trees were down. And so, like, uh, Greensboro got about... I don't know. They, I think they got just the edge of the eye of the storm of Hurricane Michael, and uh, and it ripped the state apart, especially the town. Like my hotel didn't have any power till like four in the morning. I got in at like six o'clock in the afternoon or in the evening, and uh, the hotel we had no idea they were handing out flashlights and glow sticks at the front desk, and uh, <laughs> you know it was nuts. It was like, mm. I mean, obviously I felt silly complaining. Uh, because people just had their houses like b- roofs blown off and stuff and trees mm. had fallen on cars and all kinds of stuff and I'm like hey where's my wifi um I don't live here this isn't my problem and, uh, well as it turns out the wifi was on back uh, you know battery backup but anyways all to say uh the two of us so had you a great still time. had wifi <laughs> yeah I still had the wifi it was fine <laughs> It's fine, not good. But uh, we went like one town over where they had power and, and uh, went to this kind of a sketchy bar and we had some fun, so that was cool. But uh, like I said, I'm going to be back in April and we'll try to do something again. I'm going to be in Vegas in January. Um, you know, I'm all over the place. I'm in Akron, Ohio next week for two nights. I'm going to be back in Florida by the end of uh, November for another meeting, so I'm all over the place. Well then. Uh, oh, and thank you to Joe. He gave me this. Uh, he's, he turned me this nice little um, box on his lathe, which was really really cool. Um, and since since uh, <laughs> they just legalized marijuana in Canada uh, yesterday, uh, that would be a yes. great thing for it if I were so inclined, uh, which I'm currently not. But I will hang on to it for when my kids are older. <laughs> for when they're smoking. For when they're smoking pot. Yeah. Uh, no, for when they're out of the house and I can't. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, eventually there's going to be a point where you can do it together. I would never, ever, ever do that. That is a huge mistake. Well, Vance and I do all the time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're not, you hippie. Don't do that. It's a no, mistake. I, haven't, I don't smoke pot. I haven't smoked pot in like a decade or two. I don't know. Ten minutes, yeah. I'm about ready to no, start. Just... I'm pretty sure I'd need to. Well, come to Canada. There's no stigma and there's no prohibition. Oh, dude, I live in the Bay Area. Of he's, in Cal- he's in California. He's already... It's... I'm like, just saying. People are looking at me funny because I don't. Yeah. That's not why they're uh, looking at you funny. Uh, no, it's all the other reasons. But. It's all the other reasons? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we should give a shout-out to um, Gary Fuji, Garage Monkey Song. Yes. Did you guys get well, your I palette? I didn't get mine yet, no, but I'm in Canada, so. 
Dude, yeah, I got mine. It's so cool. Yeah, it's like I was always saying in the early stages of the show, you know, if you if you put something together with glue and popsicle sticks, you're a maker. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Gary made this amazing little palette out of popsicle sticks and glue. It's a palette it's, uh, coaster. It's better, it's better built than most palettes. Yes. Um, and uh, but I, I took a picture, but I I haven't I was gonna post it, but I just kind of got busy because uh, he put a little, nice little note in there with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did. so I, I took a I was using that piece of paper because I don't have the zero zero thing on my uh, CNC machine that you yeah I have to manually level it. Yeah, and me so too. I, you, yeah. you use a piece of paper is like the trick. You put a little piece of paper and you you bring the bit down until it just touches the paper and you you know. And I, so I was using I this piece of paper, paper for that. Let me read and, this. Uh, it's very quick. So I took a picture like, like, oh, look, thanks for sending me the piece of paper. It's a great tool, you know, haha. But um, I never sent it. So this, his note says, I'm sure it's the same for all of us, RA Crew, uh, thanks so much for making such a great podcast. I listen to most of the Makers podcast. By far, RA is the most entertaining. I thought you would enjoy this palette coaster. My wife and I had to eat a ton of popsicles, which wasn't hard because we love them. Keep up the great work, Gary. Um, this no, is that's a totally different note than I got. Mine had a, a couple paragraphs about you, Bill. I'm oh. surprised that. Oh, hmm. I, actually, I'm not surprised that you didn't send that. Yeah, that's. Uh, but he's inspired was, me to make a was little awkward. little yeah. tiny pry bar. I'm going to pull this thing apart. But I'm bum. Actually, it would be kind of funny to do a stop motion with a little action figure and like a little tiny yeah. reciprocating saw. That that would be you, yeah. like you did the uh, the you and Vance dropping your coffee Lego movie whatever after the I forgot what it was. But you've done that. You should do it oh, again. God. Stop motion. It's such a pain. Such a pain in the neck. It's really hard. <clears throat> well, I mean, if if I had a better rig and I had the right stuff, but I had this like wobbly tripod, and yeah, it was. It was... I used to love doing stop motion. I had a buddy of mine. Um, speaking of pot, uh, I had a buddy of mine in high school, <laughs> and uh, and I was not into it at high school at all. But he was. But he had all these amazing toys. So while him and a few other people were in the other room smoking pot, I grab a bunch of these toys, and his dad had this like almost broadcast quality um, video camera, and I would sit there for hours, and I would make these movies, and then at the end of the night, I would show them this eight-second clip that took me four hours to do, and yeah. uh, they'd laugh their asses off. So that was fun. <laughs> I made some R-rated R-rated movies with some Star Wars figurines, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Hundred dollars for the tape. Just putting it out there. Honestly, I haven't seen it in twenty years, but I would. I love to. I would love to. Is that back when they said uh, the the quote was "You're making Wookie" instead of making Whoopie? Whoopie, yeah. yeah. Wookie. Good try. No. Uh, Who said that? No. Who said that, Bill? Oh. Said that. <laughs> so So uh, this man. week's topic is called magic beans. Um, and that is because of it was inspired by Tim's story about selling two guitars, buying one, and ultimately making no money for his family. So he came back with Magic Beans. We thought that was a great topic name, but uh, we got. But our topic is totally different. It's about yeah. your story that inspired the topic originally. <laughs> right. So I'll tell the story real quick. Um, and I said to Tim, I said, and, and to Bill, I said, this has probably never happened to you. Have you ever? taking on a project or a repair job thinking that you're going to fix something but then ultimately i make it worse so um my son jake his best friend in life her name is charlotte and uh, a couple of weeks ago we were over at their house and he broke her one of her treasured snow globes so my wife uh got an inspired idea recently to to get one of these um snow globes off amazon that you can slip your own pictures into and it's got an, an led base that lights up and stuff 
So Jake uh, picked pictures and put them inside it. And the only thing was that my wife says to me when she showed it to me today, because I just got home, she goes, uh, it'd be amazing, except it's got this stupid logo on it. You think you could get rid of it? So me, being me, I was like, of course I could get rid of it. So I run to the garage, I grab some lacquer thinner, and, uh, and I wiped off the logo, which was in white on top of black plastic. And sure enough, I got rid of the, the logo pretty well, but I also really messed up the plastic. Lacquer thinner, obviously, is a, is a strong chemical, and it melted the plastic a little bit. So that one area got shiny and the rest of it is matte. So obviously I had to continue, quote, fixing it. So I went to the garage and I sort of sanded down the whole base with 320 grit and then 600. And then I went a little too aggressive with it. And anyways, now it's, now it's, I, I masked it off and spray painted the whole base black with matte black paint. And uh, so I went back upstairs and I said to my wife, I said, well, I either ruined it or I fixed it. She goes, well, which one is it? I said, I'll let you know in an hour. <laughs> so that's that's what sort of inspired the the uh, the actual topic, not the name. And so we we thought we'd just sort of go around and, and talk about some of the times and some of the ways that we've messed things up in hopes of fixing them. Or even well, I, I just want to I want to separate this from last week's happy accidents, though, where we messed something good. up and then and then the end result was better. Like this happy. So this is the opposite of that. This is when you mess something up and the best you do is bring it back to almost where it was. Right. <laughs> how I mean, how funny is it? Like we didn't plan this, although we probably should say that we did that. We do no, we, back oh, totally. to back months mis- ago mistake episodes, one with a bad ending, one with a good ending. We look so pro yeah. right now until we obviously ruin it and say that we're not. Uh, let's just pretend we edited this out because we're not going to yeah. do that either because that's what the pros would do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I was I was biting my tongue while you were telling the story because I want to tell you what I was doing today. Okay. <laughs> that is so similar. Um, I have this this bass guitar that I, I finished up. I put it up on Instagram last week uh, before the, I finished it up in time for the show. It was a headless bass. And I'm, I'm really like proud of it the way it looks i love it i think it plays great and stuff it's still got some some kinks to work out so i had it at the show because i wanted to be seen um but it's not really done yet so today i was uh i just you know finishing sort of sanding the front the finish the fingerboard a little bit or whatever and it's got this this kind of special bridge on it that um it's a headless instrument so the bridge has the tuners in it so it's a little complicated a little bigger than most and it has this horrible uh logo embossed into it like or or cast into it, and it's like it's like overlords of music. Some like ridiculously stupid <laughs> name, you know. Just like the worst possible like China to English translation of stupidity, and uh, and I'm just like, look, it's just bugging me and bugging me. So I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll fill it in with epoxy, sand it down, and paint it again black because it's flat black. You know, it's black, and so I'm uh, I'm twenty coats of like, filler primer and sanding and reapplying into it, and it still looks horrible. Oh. And uh, you know, I should have just left it well. It was like the same. I was just laughing because it was about a logo that was bugging me. That's you know? so funny. And I was like, I know. I'll just it'll just be easy. I'll just obscure it, and then it's just uh, <laughs> wet sanding. <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> it's like the same thing. I should have left it alone. I don't know. Too well, late now. Do you think? But do you think you're ultimately you're going to be able to get a good result out of it? Um, I mean, I think it probably would have been better if I left it alone. But okay. uh, I'm probably yeah. going to have to just like paint the whole bridge, you know, or something. Is my I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, I think I'll, I mean I think it'll look fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think it won't. It's not a happy accident. Right. You know what I mean? It won't be like oh, well, I'm so glad I did that because now this is a feature. It's going to be like oh, well, I can still sell it. 
right. is what it's going to be. You know what I mean? That's all it's going to be. I'm shooting for good enough at this point. Like, that's <laughs> exactly. like, that would be like the apex of achievements. That's the bummer when good enough is the best you can reach for. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's just all there is. Although I did have that that solution for you that might bring it from good enough. To oh, yeah. Music. Oh, I should say this. Tim came up with actually a genius idea. He's like, if it doesn't come out well enough that it looks semi-decent, then uh, just have Jake painted all these different colors and stuff so that make it look like it's, you know, he really owns it. And uh, I think that's brilliant. I may do that even if this thing does look good. Yeah. I, I think that's the way yeah. to go anyway. Cause super cool. Yeah. He broke something. He yeah. wants something from the heart to give it back to her to, to make up for that. And that's, he put his hands on it. That's a great thing. Yeah. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Can he come help me with my base? <laughs> we'll get in the car. Vance, we'll get in the car. We'll be there in seven hours. Paint the portrait on yeah. there. So I'll have Vance put it like a. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that I could partake in. And the, the thing that comes to mind, Phil calls me. Uh, last week because he had rented a Kia Soul and wanted to call me to tell me that he now has driven a <laughs> Kia Soul. But I, he, I told him, I said, well, hey, I'm working on some stuff for the salon, but I'm also, I'm, I'm doing some stuff to my truck. And I had bought uh, one of those big, um, what do you call them, cattle guard, brush guards for the front of the mm. truck, right? Yeah, cow my, pusher. Yeah, because, you know, I'm going to need to push some cows out of the way at some point in my life. So I was all proud of myself because after scouring eBay forever, they had these ones that were like four or five hundred dollars, and I watched the videos on how to install these things. And it was pretty straightforward. It was it made it look really easy. But I found yeah. this one that looked just like them, and it was only hundred and sixty bucks. And I'm like, oh man, this I can I don't care what the difference is, I can make this work. <laughs> so I get this thing, and it, first of all, it's not one piece of welded metal. It's it's like you got to put it together kind of like a, a Lego or something. I don't know, right? So that's fine. So I get the thing all put together. And I'm not, I know it's not for saving the front of my truck if I hit a cow. This is for looks. It's all vanity. I just want this thing because I think it would look cool. Right. So I put this thing together. I'm like, okay. It shows that you have to take off. I have these, uh, I guess you call them toe hooks or toe rings on the front of yep. my bumper. And these things are yep. massive. This is an F-250. So these things... To get those, you have to take those off, and that's where the bracket mounts for those, right? So I'm like, okay, this should be no problem. So I get, I can't really reach in there too well, so I get one wrench that fix, fits these torque down uh, rings, and there's three bolts per. And you know, on a on a car, they use, often use very fine threaded bolts that are really long because they they want yeah, that machine bolts. So for an yeah. hour and a half, I'm getting like a, a sixteenth of a turn on each bolt. I finally get these two things off of my truck so I can now install the brackets that will hold this cattle guard. Well, the chrome part of my bumper where the holes are, where those those D-rings sat, is not wide enough for the brackets to fit in. Oh, no. Hmm. So I'm like, oh, man, I got to take this bumper off in order to put the brackets on, right? And I'm not thinking apparently clearly because imagine what I just said. The brackets won't go through the, the holes. Bumper back? Yeah. I don't care. I took the dang thing off. Uh, you can't get to the bolts to put it on with the bumper on. So I figure if I take the bumper off, I can bolt this thing together. Well, that's what I did. And now I can't put the bumper back on because the brackets are bigger than the holes in the bumper. So I'm like, what am I? 
And this is just driving me crazy. This has been all day, and, I, and I'm working on other projects. I'm, you know, while paint's drying, I'm messing with this thing. My my landlords come over, and they're laughing at me because they live most of the year in Minnesota, where they actually need those things on their truck. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. I can see how you need that in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good cattle guard. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Pushing so, shopping carts out of the way at the uh, Trader Joe's there, you know. So yeah. now I've not only got my the front end of my truck is all apart. I've dropped this thing a couple of times, so I can't really send it back because it's scuffed and it's bent a little bit. I mean, it's just been, it's been a horrible day. I'm just trying to get this thing on my truck at any cost now. So I'm like, okay, obviously the bumper's got to go on first. So I spent another hour putting the bumper back on. I'm like, how am I going to get these brackets? I can't reach because this isn't a threaded, like the ring was a bolt into the ring that was threaded. I have to actually use a nut and a bolt and I can't get the nut in there with the bumper on. So I'm like, you know what I could do? So I take the bumper back off. I put the bolts in, I put the nuts on with the bumper off, I get my welder out, I welded the nuts underneath, took the bolts back out, then put the bumper on. Now I've got the nuts that are in place, I don't have to worry about it, which which I should have thought of at the beginning, but it was just like, the best I was hoping for by the end of the day was just being able to use this thing before I broke it, bent it, mangled it, just threw it across the street, (laughs) anything, but it it ended up working. but yeah, it was it was an awful lot of. But how would you do that if you didn't have a welder? You you wouldn't. Well, and they don't care. They're just what, selling. Yeah. What's funny is it says mm. you know on, I disregarded this because on eBay when you buy something you click the description and then they have their thing at the very bottom it says highly recommend professional installation. <laughs> I am a professional. Hello. Well, no one's <laughs> installing something professionally for a hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah. It would cost more to get the professional installer. Oh, my gosh. It, yeah. it, it's, it's like I said. Now, you buy the $500 one, and the bracket on that is made to go. It, I, you can watch the YouTube videos. It takes the yeah, guys precision fit. 15 yeah. minutes to put the yeah. dang thing on. You know, and this yeah. it, it was a nightmare. But it's on there. It looks really good. And it looks so good that I had to buy the little matching taillight cattle guards that fit over my taillight. Which didn't fit because I changed out my taillights in their aftermarket, so I had to modify the taillight cattle guard brush guard things. So, but I just hope you don't bump into anything with it by accident. You know, it might fall off. <laughs> oh no! Trust me. By the time I'm done, things do not fall off. It's just that I spent more more time than the things are worth to get it on there. But it looks it looks awesome. So I'm I'm ultimately well. Time happy. is free, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, time is free. You got plenty of it forever. Time's forever. You know, a similar silly truck thing. My truck is, as you've seen, pieced together. It's like seven trucks pieced together. None of them are the right truck, you know? (laughs) But but so there's like little things about it that are, and there's one in the the rear wheel well. There's like this this part of the C shape that goes over the wheel. And none of that stuff's put together right. It's all just like, you know, like finger-tightened bolts or, you know, or whatever. There's one rusted bolt here, and there's like a C-clamp there, you know. But this one piece, there's only one bolt, and it and it, the one bolt broke. There's supposed to be three that hold it in place. And one bolt broke, one bolt is in there, and it's loose. And then the third bolt, I can't get it in. Like, there, there's just no way to get at it without cutting the whole truck apart. And so I'd always, like, kind of tighten the one bolt up, and then I'd, you know, get the other bolt kind of jury together. I'd jury rig, a, you know, something through the top. I'd get the bolt in loosely or the wrong bolt or something to get it in. But sure enough, you know, a thousand miles later, it's loose, and this piece is spinning around. And so the other day I said, I've had enough of that. And I just grabbed my welder and I just... And now it's fine. I love that hot glue gun, man. Yes. Yes, indeed. I have to get a welder. 
you need to get it's, a welder. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's, Damn. I love how it just it just solves problems like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, you know what? I've owned this truck for five or six years now. It's my truck. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I've got my name all over it. I can <clears throat> I can I can tack weld this thing on instead of fixing it. You could do anything. Yeah. So, do you think I should go to MIG, or could I just stick with stick? No, MIG. I'd get a MIG. MIG welder all just the stick. way. Yeah, yeah, just go right over stick? Don't even bother? Yeah, MIG don't wel- bother. Literally, a MIG welder is a hot glue gun for metal. Yep. That's all you got to know. You'll figure that's it out. Yeah. When you burn through stuff, turn it down a little bit. When it, mm. when when the welds don't stick, it, turn it up f- a little bit. That's it. Yeah. One, a guy, one guy taught me, you know, he's like, you, when you're learning the weld, he's like, you make your weld, and you throw it against the concrete floor as hard as you can. If it survives, you know how to weld. <laughs> okay. I was like, I mean, don't don't go making buildings, you know. But, yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, you know, making stuff, furniture, bases, or whatever, yeah, you'll figure it out quick, you know. It's it's that easy. It, it really is. There, there's some mystique mm. about weld. Now, what we do to make it beautiful what we do is we're actually using a welder we're not welding we're actually we're using a welder to melt metal together so i don't want to insult anybody who is a welder because it is an art it is something that you can practice and practice and practice and it will take you forever to become a journeyman and there's a lot of knowledge about you know like different metals and yeah metallurgy that's happening absolutely yeah there's a lot of but no, what we're doing is hot glue gun with MIG. That's yeah, a MIG welder is hot. is for the the do it yourself. You know, I want to I want to fix the bracket on my fence, or I want to put these two pieces together mm. to make a coffee table. It's hmm. the mystique is, is 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 not as scary as it sounds. I'm not too scared. Um, one ten volt, yeah. will it work? Yeah, that's all I've ever used. I mean, two twenty is better, but. 110 is fine. If you're gonna start, if you're gonna start, first of all, you have to see if you like it because I know way too many people that bought a welder and just didn't like it. It was too hot. They got burnt. It it wasn't for them. So mm. I suggest Harbor Freight it. Buy a cheap Harbor Freight. You don't need gas or nothing. It uses um, flux core, flux, flux core, wire, yeah. and it's messy and it's kind of dirty. But if you get the bug and if you get hooked, do your fill thing, sell it, make your money back, and then go get something better. Yeah, they can put gas on and all that, but you can get you can get well. There's like a hundred something dollars at uh, well, maybe Canadian Tire has something similar. Harbor Freight, it's like a hundred something bucks for the smallest welder they yeah. have. Yeah, plugs into a regular outlet. You don't need any gas. You know, you can buy the cheapo helmet. You know, which I, I uh, find now that I've been welding longer, I want a better helmet. I, I have a nice helmet. Uh, Canadian Tire probably sells a cheaper helmet, the auto darkening. Mm. I've seen a lot yeah. of reviews where they say that compared to a, a better helmet. They're not good enough for the price difference. I say screw that. I have a, a nice uh, $125 Lincoln helmet, and it just it's just better made. It's not that it not that the other ones doesn't work. The Lincoln is just a better made, more quality. It, it, it does the same thing as the Harbor Freight as far as the auto darkening, which is auto, an yeah. amazing feature. Because when I learned how to weld oh, 100 years ago. You had these goggles that you put on. You put your stick there. You put your goggles on. You take them off to make sure you're lined up. Put them back on. Okay, and you're afraid to start yeah. welding because you're not sure because you can't see until the welder's on. So right, then yeah. you go for it. Now you see that you're welding three inches away your from where you want to be. So you're trying to get over yeah. there. Yeah, it's the auto dark. So how helmet. how fast does it go back to light and dark and instantaneously? Dark? It's instantaneously. It's ama- less than a it's second. It's magic. Wow. I don't, it's just it's magic. It's less That's than all right. a second. And I and I have the cheap fifty dollar one from Harbor Freight, you know. And it's like I noticed that it was cheap when I started TIG welding. Yeah. Um, and that was where because when you're TIG welding, you kind of want to see what you're doing a little better. And I noticed that sometimes I have a hard time. 
And I was like, yeah, I bet you that's where these uh, better ones pay off, you know, like the, the but um, yeah. yeah. So that you know, so that brings up a good point. So the welder is like one of these tools that helps you fix mistakes. Yes. Right. So yeah. So it's a magic bean. <laughs> it's a magic bean. <laughs> let's let's change the meaning of magic bean. So uh, so what's another tool that's just like, insta fix or more a on a hot moves? glue gun. A hot glue gun. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. used I just used that today as uh, trying again pulling parts, trying to upcycle or repurpose as much as I can from this retail shelf to turn it into something else. And this plant stand and a shampoo holder. And when I put it together, I have uh, just think of a very thin piece of wood, very long thin piece of wood that I use as a little. Uh, uh, holder so things don't fall over right where a knot was the darn thing broke you know because there wasn't enough wood around it I'm like gosh darn it I want this piece I want to use it instead of going and cutting another piece from a pallet or something I want hot glue gun because it's going to actually sit on a surface and I'm going to nail it down anyway but so I could paint it I hot glued yeah. it together back together and then painted over it and it was can't tell I love a hot yeah. glue gun yeah yeah they are good yeah and, and I mean, super glue with the activator is a really nice thing oh, to gosh, have yeah. too, because yeah. you can just very quickly put something back together. You know, when those little things happen, those little splits and cracks, that's uh, that's very helpful. Do you find that the glue runs out before the activator does? Oh yeah, I've got half a can yeah. of activator, and I've been meaning to go get more glue. And now the I activator's know. probably bad because I've had it for so long. Well, it'll it'll work with any any super glue. It doesn't have to be that brand. Right, exactly. So any what is it? Cyro cyanoacrylate. Cyanoacrylate. I just call it CA. I can't yeah. say I don't know that that's true. It is. I've used it. I've used different brand. I have two brands in my shop right now because I got the company Starbond, which, by the way, there's the 2P10, right, right which is the one that pretty much everybody buys. Yeah. And then there's this new company, Starbond. They contacted me a few months ago and were like, hey, can we send you a free kit, you know, and you can use it online or whatever. It's like, yeah, sure. So I did an Instagram story with this stuff. It is leaps and bounds better than the 2P10. Um, wow! Everything from the pack from the packaging, and they they have multiple tips that you can change out when the tips get all clogged and they start to crack. Um, it would be nice if the tips lasted a little longer, but they send you a couple of them with them. They have these little fine point things. Hmm. The uh, the activator is it still smells like death, but it doesn't smell like as much death, and um, and it works faster and better. It's I couldn't believe it. I was like the the bottle stays clear. It doesn't get all crusty. It's just so Starbond is. Uh, here's a, I'm giving them a free plug right now. Starbond. You certainly are. Yeah, uh, I was really impressed with it, and they like I filled my commitment. I don't have to be saying this. I was just using it today because they sent me some that's black, and so I was using it to fill in the stupid letters after the were the epoxy mist and had gaps and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was using it today, and I was like, oh, it looks. And it actually, when I I would put a little in and spray it, it looked beautiful. It was like a finish. Wait, go um, back. You have tinted CA glue. They make it tinted, and I use it on a fingerboard for a base that's got some. I I. And, you know, like I would do inlays in my fingerboards on my guitars. Yeah. And I would mix epoxy with tint. They have this stuff. It's black already. So I, I did. That was what I did on Instagram for them. Starbond. I, I cut a fingerboard. Starbond. Yeah, just like it sounds. Um, huh. And so I do. I did my little inlays. And so this stuff, you don't have to mix it. And it's a, and it's a medium thickness. It's not thin. It's not it's like thick a gel. like epoxy. Yeah. So you just you know put it right on. Give it a little spray. Give it a little sand. And your inlays are done. Huh. That's brilliant. Uh, and I fix I fix knots with it, and since it's tinted, it looks like if you fix a knot and you fill the holes with it, yeah, and it's it's black, so it kind of like it doesn't look like you know how like the epoxy is clear, you see this big clear spot. It just sort of looks like natural, like it was there. Yeah, you know? I love that. It's really good stuff. Hey, yeah. Starbond, call me. 
<laughs> you know what that that brings that brings me to a story that um, another something I'll fix it I'll make this even better and I screwed it up so bad um, I wear glasses I have prescription glasses I broke the frame on my prescription glasses but it was just cracked so the lens fell out but I could put I'm like you know what a little CA glue right there and that will just the tiniest amount will mm. fix this so I put a little bit of CA, I put, the, I put the lens back in the frame, I put a little CA glue on there, I hold it for a few seconds, my finger's stuck. So I pull, my, yep. <laughs> I pull my finger off, and it actually pulled too hard, now I broke the top part of the frame, so that now I go, oh crap, I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. now I'm trying to fix, the, so all right, super glue, I'm still using super glue. So I'll put a little bit of CA glue on the bottom part of the frame, put the glass in, and then I'll put a little bit on the top part of the frame, That'll get it together. Well, some of the CA glue started to run on the glass. Well, when it hits the plastic, it's not glass. When it hit that plastic, it just kind of spread in this foggy mm -hmm. mess because now Finished. It, it screwed yeah. up the plastic. So it's not that yeah. it was broken, but it's these, I think they were Ray-Ban. In fact, I have them now because I use them for safety glasses because they're basically, they're no good to wear in public. But after trying 20 <laughs> times to just make this thing stop breaking, I ended up using... Um, uh, uh, like rub, not not the instant CA glue, the the gel kind. I end up having yeah. to go the entire rim of the glass, stick it on there, and then blue tape it and everything. By the time I took, there's blue tape stuck to it. It's just, <laughs> but the middle of it I can still see out of, so I keep them for safety glasses. But it was Are like these yeah, clear was, or they're dark. They're uh, sunglasses. They were Ray-Ban prescription okay. sunglasses. Yeah. Too much. So I mean, I. I, I had so many projects that that's happened to me. It's innumerable. Like I can't even. Well, to be honest, with, just about everything I do comes up. <laughs> it does feel like that, doesn't it? Sometimes when something Every comes out really like... nice, I I kind of take a second. Huh? <laughs> huh. <laughs> that's that's my, all right. My favorite is when like you know I'm working on like I'll say a guitar again because I'm working on a lot. I'm like you know I'm like I've gotten to that point. I've started finishing. I'm like man, and you know I'm like. I've gotten this far in and I haven't screwed anything up yet. And I'm like, and then I like, I pick it up off the bench and I slam it into the clamps that got hanging on the ceiling. You know, it's like, <laughs> it never happens. As soon as I start thinking, like, this is going to be the one I don't mess something. As soon as I think it, yeah, boom, it's like, it you falls off the it. bench, you know? Yeah. You can't think it. That's how they get you. Every time. <laughs> but yeah, it, it seems like it's always a little simple repair or something that doesn't really need to be fixed. That's why I, I bet you that's where the saying comes from. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. something you think you mm -hmm. can improve upon that you end up screwing it up. Oh, oh it's yeah. absolutely where yeah. it comes from. It's, you know, I mean, you know, if you're a homeowner or you've ever worked on your car, it's, it's like, oh, well, it's just that little light that's broken in there. I'm just going to, oh, wait, I knocked, okay, I'm going to have to fix that. I'm going to oh, wait, oh, oh, geez, wait, now that popped out. Is this supposed to, where does that go anyways? Does, and then next thing you know, you don't know where anything goes, your car doesn't work. <laughs> 16 hours later and your wife is still yelling at you. <laughs> and I... You know, sometimes I wonder, like, am I just lazy? Is that why I'm not fixing stuff around the house? It's like, no, it's because I know it's going to get worse and worse. Wisdom. Better. Wisdom. Yeah, I'm just like, no, I'm like, we don't really need to fix that. That's fine the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just Here's one. I have my, um, and, and the only reason I've gotten away with it for as long as I have is because nobody else in the house goes into the attic besides me. My wife doesn't want to go up there. And uh, Vance loves going up there, but he's only eight, so he's only going up when I'm going up. But there's the, you know, you pull the rope and the hatch comes down. It's over our basement stairs. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then there's like, you know, it's typical. There's the ladder that folds down and, and stuff. Um, 
and there's like a spring and the, the, the spring and the, there's a clip that sort of holds the spring in place. And it's all pretty heavy metal. It's like quarter inch steel, you know, but for whatever reason, if you pull the rope and the ladder comes down, the spring slides to the other side of this metal thing that it's supposed to stay behind. It's just something's bent, you know? And right. so then when you go to close, there's a big pain. You have to pull the spring up and pull it to the other side. And it's a lot of tension. It's like a garage door spring, you know? Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of a pain in the neck. So my trick is, is I have a three foot long stick. <laughs> <laughs> that I keep at the top of the basement stairs. It comes in handy for getting stuff out from under the stove, whatever. It's a pretty useful tool, you know, matchbox cars under the fridge and stuff. And uh, so every time I open the thing, I grab the rope and I pull it down, and I know that there's right where it's going to happen. So I just reach up and I hold a tiny bit of pressure, one pound of pressure with this long stick on the spring so I can pull the door down and it doesn't pop out. It's been like that for about eight years. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only one that can access the attic. Yeah, and it's, it's just as long as you do that, you're fine. Yeah, you just use your reaching <laughs> stick. Yeah, you just use the stick, you know? Everybody has a reaching stick. If you don't stick. use the stick, it's a big pain in the neck. Yeah. But I'm not going to spend a hundred something dollars on the new mechanism or, or take that mechanism out to try and bend whatever's bent and fix it and then have everything else break in the process, you know? Yeah, what do you mean? That, just weld that spring where it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. I wish it were that easy. I don't Tack think it can weld this. Uh, yeah, something's out of alignment. And it's quarter inch steel, so it's heavy. So it's a matter of you got to put some pressure to bend that back. Yeah, and, reaching stick is I don't fine. Know. Yeah, exactly. You stare at it long enough, you'll figure out what needs to be bent and how to bend it. It's up in the. Yeah, oh, I'm sure I will, but it's up in the attic. I don't want to sit up there. <laughs> it's creepy up there. Yeah, well, it's hot in the summer. It's cold in the winter. You know. Yeah. I got like I got like next maybe the end of this month into the beginning of next month. It's tolerable temperature, so I could go up there and do that then. So do you think? Do you think there's a there's an attraction to to reclaimed as far as starting off with stuff that's already imperfect, um, that already needs adjustments and love to make it look good again. Starting off with something that's got a, a much bigger tolerance than that perfection. You know what I mean? Do you think that's kind of the attraction to it? Because, you know, like I said, I, I was able to take this broken piece of wood and use hot glue to put it back together, and it's going to look as good as it ever would have because I'm using reclaimed. I'm making... I'm upcycling. I'm repurposing things. You know what I mean? I'll give you two words. Two words. No pressure. Right. Mm. Exactly. That's the deal, right? Um, Because, like, it's already broken. The body's already dead. There's nothing you could do to it to make it work. Less pressure. I'll say less pressure, not no pressure. Yeah. Well, it depends upon, I mean, as far as, you know, finishing a product for a client, there's pressure involved in that. But when you're working with reclaimed materials... When you're working with reclaimed materials, you're already working with imperfect materials. So you're, you're coming into it with that expectation. It's like, I'm, I'm going to have to do some extra work. I'm going to have to plane this down. I'm going to have to do something. But I'm not starting with a beautiful piece of dimensional mahogany that I just spent $500 for. And right. now I, I don't want to take it, it up. I don't want to take it out of the back <laughs> of the truck because if I drop it, that's a $200 corner I just crunched, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yep. so or I could just break off another pallet slat and start all over again. Yeah. No, I'll screw this one up into the fire. You know? Right. Yeah. So there's like, fine, less pressure, but certainly it feels like there's almost none because who cares, right? You just start all over again. I mean, I think that was the attraction or part, not the, but certainly part of the equation for me when starting with this stuff. Absolutely, and that, same here. I started there, but I found myself, you know, later on, you know, doing some high-end stuff for some high-end customers and, and buying wood, reclaimed wood, and that's Different story. It's eight bucks, eight bucks a board foot sometimes. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, so there's these imperfections in it that you're 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 buying, and you have to do your best to make those imperfections not become waste. You know, so it's like you're you're 
putting butterflies in or figuring out ways to correct stuff or filling things with epoxy and and there's you know there's so that's why i don't want to say there's no pressure because it, okay, but there's that's still a whole financial. other that's all you're you're spending my i'm talking about like literally finding stuff in the garbage worthless things and giving them value which is i think something that you talked about once once or twice well, but it's, it's what i love yeah yeah <laughs> so i mean like so taking something out of the yeah. garbage and making it worse is not even possible really you know what, I mean? like, what, what could you do to something you took out of the garbage to make it less valuable like nothing in fact i have a yeah. desk yeah. in my garage that i keep talking about because i picked it up two weeks ago that i've got to take apart and then i noticed that it's actually just all held together with pocket screws so that'll make things real easy to take it apart. But, like, I pulled this thing out of the garbage. What could I ever do to this thing to make it worse? Like, literally nothing. So there's no pressure as far as making with this thing. Well, there, there's That's, there's an artistry to, to having. And I, I use the word tolerance a lot because I always think of uh, fine woodworking or machining very tight tolerances. You don't have a lot of room for error. But there are things in our history that... Things are more practical. They work better with looser tolerances. Uh, it's a quick start. I, I am a gun nut. I live in California, so I don't get to exercise that passion. Um, but when I lived in Utah, one of my favorite guns to shoot, and I, I'm not a hunter, don't get me wrong, but I do believe that shooting is an amazing American rite of passage. And one of my favorite guns to shoot was a uh, Colt 45, or you know, the government issue. 45 automatic mm -hmm. now this gun was created because they needed something during the war that if these guys were crawling around in the mud and the sand and everything it wouldn't jam so they created the tolerances on this gun are loose the, you can drop it mm. in the mud and pick it up and it's still going to fire is it going to fire at 100 yards accurately no but it's going to fire at 10 yards and they built it with a big enough slug that it was going to knock people down because you shoot somebody with a high powered small bullet it's going to go through them and they're still trying to come in to get you you want stopping power and that's where that term came from is you want the ability for something to just look i need that bullet to leave my barrel and knock something down that's i i don't need anything mm. more than that i just need this this to work properly it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be this finesse it doesn't have to be this expensive sidearm it just needs to be this thing that's going to work no matter what you do to it in a, in a world of reclaimed i love that the tolerances are loose enough that we can make it and it works mm. better because if you drop it you fit on your way to take your look you're taking it up the stairs you're bringing it to the client this beautiful coffee table you drop it she's never gonna know that little <laughs> dent in the side right you, that was there i put that there yeah <laughs> it's a story let me tell you the story of how that dent got there i just brought it upstairs and i dropped it <laughs> the end <laughs> well, I mean, one of the first reality shows was the furniture guys, and they used to show you how to take a chain and a hammer and a, a bristle brush and distress furniture, make it look yeah. like it was old and beat up because people want that. What about the ridiculousness? Yeah. I remember my favorite jeans growing up. I wore nothing but 501s, button fly 501s, right? And oh, when they started distressing them, yeah. And, yeah, and when they started to wear out because you're riding your skateboard and you're playing, you're running, the, you get holes in the knees, that's when they're the best. You go buy a pair of pants that look like an old, worn-out pair of jeans. They make them that way to begin with, and they want 250 bucks for a pair of pants that already has holes in them. So I used to think that, right? Um, and then I, uh, I know somebody who used to be in the denim business, like in New York. And, uh, and he started showing me these videos of how they actually distress it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot yeah, of work Maddie, to distress them. To Maddie make them has not bought look like pairs and... 
Well, they have these air bladders, right, that hold the jeans in place, and they take these, like, uh, sanding boards, and then they sand the knees, and they distress them in a funny way. It's like a two-man operation for one pair of jeans. It's kind of ridiculous. It is. It's kind of ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. I would rather buy the the $40, well, they were... 15 bucks when I was a kid, but buy a $45 pair yeah. of 501s, and in a couple years, they're going to look like that $250 pair. And it, yeah. and it didn't cost right. me anything but wearing them. So. All right. We have officially turned into the middle-aged man show, so I think <laughs> it's time to move on. We just need to start using the words consarnet. Consarnet. <laughs> hey, let me hike my pants up a little higher while we finish this conversation. Dag nabbit. All right. Dagnabbit. Five bees for a quarter, you'd say. I they had a picture of a bee on them. See, I'm so old, I well, don't know you, what that reference is. You guys keep using it on me, but I just don't. With, with that reference, I'm going to start the iTunes review the review because we have one new one. Hey. <laughs> I saw that. From a co- oh, we have another one, but I'll tell you, mine's international, so I'll read it. Right, so we have one new one from, you know, America. Uh, from, from Matt Thayer, and it's just two words. Five stars, of course, but two words. Talladega Nights. <laughs> <laughs> Shake and bake. <laughs> Shake and bake, baby. I'm the magic Maybe man. You now you see me, me, now you that's don't. Not, that's not Maybe the you just whole let me review, win one, That's one not time. the whole review. Just... Yeah, it's the whole review. No, it's not. What do you mean? Oh, well, there's the title of it. Best show where one guy talks and the two other guys make fun of him. <laughs> the other two make fun of him is the title, yeah. Talladega yeah. Nights. Oh, I just Shake thought that's so funny. Um... <clears throat> So this one is uh, from Remade by Dan, which is from the UK, and the title is a great listen. And the review goes, In the spirit of reclaimed audio, Control-C, Control-V. And then he opens <laughs> quotations, and this is the exact review that he left for making it. So he goes, What a great find. With three makers, each with a different approach to making, it's a well-rounded look at what we can all do in our workshops. I came late to the part with this podcast, uh, late to the party with this podcast, and loved every minute of catching up to current events, and now wait anxiously for weekly episodes. I can't wait to listen to more of the Making It podcast. End quote. <laughs> he reclaimed his review. I love it. That's awesome. Very, yeah, that was, that was very great. funny. Uh, that was good. <laughs> I, I was actually looking through the reviews, and um, uh, Chad from Mancrafting, I, I, I came across his, and long story short, he said, you know, good podcast and uh, way to go uh, the production game, because he started, he came in late, so he kind of caught up, and he said he noticed the difference between the beginning and where we're at now, as far as just audio quality, our symmetry, all that good stuff, so I, I like hearing stuff like that. Well, I think we've upgraded our, our audio quality probably two times. Like, one was a big improvement from the very beginning when we were using, like, what was it? I don't know. What remember. were you using? Oh, using it to be we were like Google Hangouts, yeah. And then and yeah. then we went to the cloud solution, and now uh, Tim's thing with, like, the local recording, yep. I think, is, like, a huge jump. So we've definitely upped our game a couple of times throughout oh, the, the history. Yeah. Well, just I, Next up, we're all going to have to get those big fancy microphones on the big boom arms and all that stuff and just turn into a whole... Hey. Full Mark Marin setup, you know. No, no, that, we're not, uh, no, no. We're no. Not the next upgrade is that we we meet up once a week to do it live. Oh yeah. So patron supporters, <laughs> we may need a few more Patreon supporters. Yeah, you guys that. need to get <laughs> it in two. gear so we can get those uh, first class tickets because you know I ain't I ain't flying coach. That's right. <laughs> Listen, yeah, no, I, I um, yeah, private jet is fine. Yeah, net jets. I'll, I'll sit. I'll sit anywhere on it. It doesn't have to be the front row. <laughs> Too funny. All right. Okay. 
Who so the, wants to talk about their inspiration for the week? What grabbed your attention, Bill? You know what? Nothing. I'm sorry. I've been so busy. I haven't really. I barely saw that Tim posted a uh, sway back when. I didn't even watch it. You saw it originally. Yeah, I saw the original one. Mm, it's the same. Yeah, it's just got an intro. I don't watch your sway back wins. I don't feel like some. I just like you know what? I've seen it. I want more. I want something. I only more. make them. I only make them for Phil. Oh, I, I will watch it. I, I didn't get a chance to really watch anything. You haven't watched it. I know, I know, I feel horrible. But l- let me tell you what your days are like when you're working uh, High Point Market, which is the furniture show. Uh, the show starts at 8 a.m., which means you're downstairs at 7 a.m. for breakfast. You have to leave at 7.30 because it's a half-hour drive from Greensboro to High Point. You start working at 8 o'clock. You're on your feet the whole day going, hey, hey, can I help you? Oh, oh, have you shopped with us before? Blah, 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 blah. And then the thing ends at 7 o'clock. You all go out for a communal dinner. You're literally back in your hotel room for 10, 30, 11. One night it was midnight. And then you start the whole thing over again the next day. A brutal. brutal I can brutal. imagine. I, I, I did yeah. one guitar show for one day and I was wiped. I, I got home and hit the couch. This was five days. It was days. only six hours. Yeah. Shoot me. I, yeah, no. I, I that's why. That. That's why you're the young and healthy one, Phil. I did do a trade show once. It was three days of that in a row. But uh, it, it wasn't like one of the days was like the setup day. So it was like nobody there, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it was, and it, and nobody gave a crap that I was there, so <laughs> it was still hard. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. It's it's harder when you don't talk to anyone. It's harder. It's not easy. Standing there, listening to the guy next to you say the same thing over and over again. Hundred percent. But by the way, I meant <sighs> to tell you, uh, I've been doing trade shows for probably about fifteen years. If you have mm-hmm. any, and like professionally, if you have any questions, or I'd be happy to give you my checklists. We can you know what about- I. I wouldn't mind talking to you. Uh, we'll, we'll do it off air sometime um, because I have one that I'm interested in looking into and I want to talk to you about it. Sure. Now that you mentioned that. Yeah. I have no interest at all, so you're safe. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm with um, – let's go with Tim's, but I was going to say real quick that I'm with Bill. I, didn't, I don't have anything this week. <laughs> <laughs> nothing particularly inspired me. You don't want to tell us about the, the curtain manufacturer that was in booth 127 and he didn't inspire you? Nah. Nah. Uh, okay, well, I think mine is so good that it'll make up for the both of us, huh? I hope so. All right. Um, but maybe I think it's actually not because it's probably about three years outdated. But um, and Phil, I'm sure you've seen it. Adam ruins everything. You familiar? I, I've heard of it. I, have, I don't know if I've seen it. I've seen him on talk shows before and stuff talking about the show and I've seen clips of it and yeah. I and I loved the concept because my wife laughs. I was like, oh, he's like you. He's like that guy that goes, well, actually, you know, whenever someone <laughs> says something, me. you know. And um, so, uh, yeah, he's like, you know, like you too. Um, and so he, it, it just came out on Netflix. They put 20 episodes up on Netflix. They're all like um, 20 minutes long and they're funny and they're educational. There'll yeah. be things in there that guys like us already know but then they'll t- take it in like and I'm like yeah I've given that speech but then there'll be like that one little level that just puts it to 11 that's like yeah. oh you know like I had no idea or, oh my god and it'll make you angry it'll make you happy it'll, it's just a, a really uh, fantastic show Adam Rune I, I binged all 20 of them in like two I nights I gotta check that out okay yeah I loved it you're, you're gonna love it Phil, Phil okay just, you particularly are going to love this show. <laughs> it's about some pedantic know-it-all. Pedantic. You're going to love it. Yeah. Oh, but the, he he has such a great comedic timing, and yeah. uh, though, and they they sort of there's these p- 
people that are interacting with him that are like in his world they're like his quote friends you know cool. and and like and he's that guy and so then you see them repeat and come back and they reference other episodes and it's just like he's it. making fun of himself and you know okay oh, it's just great you had me at hello <laughs> okay I think we did it uh, our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, and NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback. We love hearing from you guys, all that good stuff. Info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at ReclaimedAudio. On iTunes, leave us them reviews. We read them, and we read them on the air. So definitely uh, get over to our website, ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com, hit that link, and leave us those reviews. Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. The absolute best way to get us to be doing these things in person every single week. Uh, just kidding. We need your help for much, much smaller reasons than that. Uh, and I have another thing. I don't have anything else. I think that was it. That, that's it for this week. That's all I got. I'm good with that. Yeah. Good? Great. Uh, have a great week, guys. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Be good. Or don't. <laughs> it never gets old. <laughs>